you protect what you love. Hunting is a life, not a lifestyle, it's a life. This is Hunters to show people how great of a job we're doing for conservation, providing for ourselves all the things you and I understand. I think you kind of owe it to the animal that you're hunting to be as prepared as possible. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the laughs and the time and the experience. Straight into it. Mountain lions. We saw one. Just kidding. We can't talk about that yet. Oh. You got to save that to the end. I learned that from that Steve Ranella podcast when we talked about that grizzly attack. Except ours isn't exciting because we didn't get attacked. We, yeah, just got, we just got really scared. Or I did. Um, So, usually at this point in the season, we have completed our last trip of the year. Yeah. And we are home for... And I'm running on fumes right now. Yeah, so am I. We've been going since March 10th. No, earlier than that. 6th. Like the 3rd. Oh, no, no, I've been going since the 3rd. I think Jesse killed her turkey on like the 8th yeah. or 9th. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been going. I went out there with my buddies before y'all got there. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, anyhow, long time. So, we're going from Florida, out west. We've been almost around the country besides yeah. the far west, like we, California. We will be by the time we hit... Yeah. Uh, PA with Levi. We're not going any west and farther west than New Mexico, though. No. Unless we get a wild itch. And so here's the thing. It may happen. (laughs) But here's the thing. So originally, we knew we were going to do a podcast like today, which once, apologies, I'm sorry there was not a podcast out last week. We just, we've been, I don't know, we've traveled more this spring than I ever have. No service nation out there, too. Yeah, but anyhow, the whole, uh, we were planning or I was planning, I wanted to do a podcast about preparing for out west turkey hunts for people that, you know, because everyone wants to go out west and chase yeah. those white fan Merriams, and I was going to talk about the stuff that we do to be so successful and things that work for us and blah, 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 blah. I'm glad well, you did not do We it. can't talk about that. What we're going to talk about is the <laughs> – I've heard a lot of people say it, um, that it's been a weird year, and it has uh, in a lot of places, um, and – just the whole the whole i guess subject that this podcast revolves around is just the struggle of it because we throw the pride aside if you have any we went to our a1 spot that we always go to in new mexico you went there last year yeah, shot mean, your first Marion. it's a spot you go to when you're expecting to make a show like when it comes to yeah. crunch time that's where we go right and we went there and did not kill a single turkey not the first one. And it's not like we screwed up no. on turkeys either. I mean, we had one screw up. Yeah. We did have one. But, I mean, um, that's accounted as, as one successful hunt, even though yeah, he got away. He he got missed at fifteen he, yards. He got he got lead fired at him. So. He, got, he got TSS fired yeah, at him. Yeah, he got he got some he got some shot at him. But. And uh, but yeah, so we went out there, uh, Jordan and I, Troy, and then. Uh, my good friend um, Keith Polk, who's been on the podcast before, yeah. and if if y'all watch the shows, he's been on the shows this spring and the spring previous to that. A one turkey killer. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he he's I mean, he taught me what little bit I know. He knows a lot more than I do, but yeah. what little bit I do know, he probably tried to teach you a whole lot more. I just didn't retain it. Yeah. But yeah, so um, you know, Keith, we told the story on the shows. Keith got me my first turkey when I was 11 years old. And I was I was hoping this trip to New Mexico was gonna be kind of a return in the favor kind of deal, but it was a was it the second morning? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. second morning. It was a uh, we had two turkeys come in, 
um, they kind of stayed behind a tree for him for a while and, and uh, finally stepped out. But, I mean, it was a good, clean, open shot, 15 yards. He just missed, which I can't give no grief. I've done it. I've, uh, you know, in the situation we were, the turkeys, they they were acting like it was like February in Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, 100%. They were like just breaking, like starting to find hens. I mean, it wasn't even – like gobbling hardly at all yeah it, it um and that's what i wanted to talk about as far as um why i wanted to talk this re- revolving around the struggles that we faced this season and not just us but stuff that i've heard from several other people but um you know we didn't even it's like that didn't even enter our minds when we were going to new mexico because we're so used to being successful there yeah that we kind of got a big old slice of humble pie from oh, that yeah. whole trip because you go there you eat like minimum you expect to kill two or three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that four because, or five days of yeah. hunting. And you could do that usually because it's not like the, the numbers were fine. Yeah. The numbers were there. It just was not happening. And um, that's been – the turkeys seeming to be late in their cycle has been consistent with everywhere we've traveled Every, this year. Everywhere we've been, it should have been hot. It was about two weeks behind yeah. us. For, like. from starting from Florida. You remember yeah. Jesse shot that they one turkey. Up. But then when me and you – I mean, like after that, they stayed wadded up. I mean, the reason we shot that turkey, we were able to push close enough into his wheelhouse and, yeah. and get that uh, chicken on a stick in front of but, him. But, I mean, it's kind of odd, though, because Mississippi was pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah no, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought the same thing. I want to know if you agreed or disagreed. Yeah. I thought Mississippi was pretty on schedule. I mean, Mississippi was really good to me. I think I, I, think I went like six times and killed three turkeys. Yeah. And, and um, Mississippi seemed like perfect on schedule. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. Um Alabama didn't seem behind, you know. We just yeah. faced tough the, weather. The week we were there, was bad weather, Windy and that's all it was. Yeah. I mean, turkeys were acting right. Yeah. We just couldn't get on them. Um, but let's see. Um, Oklahoma was behind. Yeah, I mean, uh, seems like you get above, you know, Tennessee and or out west, and it's just the winter is just yeah. now getting over. Which, uh, Missouri, too. Yeah. When we went to Missouri and Iowa, there was not a leaf on the tree. And, and those turkeys, I mean, typically, you know, according to Tommy, you know that week we went yeah you know when i was talking to him scheduling the trip or whatever he said come third season they're on fire every year yeah. and yeah. this year wasn't the case and that's just it's one of them years we've been so blessed with early spring the last two or three years right. we've gotten a little spoiled yeah for sure and i mean like you said tommy at uh our friend tommy at, at whiskey ridge hunts i mean he's obviously knows his stuff and it was the same kind of deal it wasn't like it was a lack of turkeys yeah. the turkeys were there they just were not they were not at the point in the season we expected them to be. A, that was a fun trip, though. Tom, oh, gosh, yeah. Tommy has got it going on up yeah. there. He's got so much dirt and hunts it right. And, yeah. You know, he doesn't overkill on his properties, and he, he does it yeah. good. And, and it was because of that that we were able to kill the turkeys that we yeah. killed. Had we been to a spot where we were kind of limited on ground to hunt or weren't that many turkeys, right. the way those turkeys were acting, there was just so many turkeys there, we were able to find some that were in a good enough, that were hot enough to, to get on and, and, you know, make it happen. But it was not – I'm trying to think. I, I mean, neither of those times did we get on a turkey that was just red hot come running in. I yeah. mean, it just. Well, my turkey first morning was red right. hot. That was right. it. We yeah. thought we was finna throw them down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was a funny hunt, though. It was. <laughs> uh, I ain't never seen you run so fast. Well, you got to sometimes if you don't hit them in all up in the head. We'll frame this up a little bit. You can't ruin all of it because that's going to be on a show. Yeah. But, like, so the turkey comes in to, like, eight yards I, yeah eight yards just slam dunk and then i guess you just 
got excited or didn't have your head on your gun or he got up there and saw something and i had i rushed it and just didn't take my time yeah it was my fault yeah it's not like it's, i'm blaming it on anybody but no me. you can't blame that gun after all the stuff yeah. that thing's killed and jesse's gun but uh no it it i mean but i mean luckily you were able to clip him enough to get some pellets in him <laughs> but then you had a hundred yard dashing 400 yard dashing but yeah, yeah so the main thing and and that i think would make it that way i mean the weather's got to play a part yeah you know everything i've always heard has been the length of days is yeah. what makes your turkeys start breeding cycle yeah, will says that all yeah. the time wilbur says that but all the time the length of days has not changed i just don't the weather has to be the other factor to yeah. it because the turkeys are wanting to you can tell that yeah. everywhere we've been but they're just like uh let's just stay grouped up for right now yeah so let's let we'll frame this up for y'all so y'all can understand what we're talking about so this was our third morning in new mexico mm-hmm. we had previous morning we had uh keith had missed those that turkey two of them came in he missed one of them um but we were watching this big meadow and we had we've hunted all around this big meadow yeah, before we've like killed turkeys acres. Yeah, killed turkeys in it killed turkeys right off of it i mean it's just a central spot turkeys mm-hmm. always like to be there and we watched that morning there was a group of four gobblers on uh, one side of the meadow and then there was other gobblers on the other side kind of spread out not not as grouped up but you know and they were gobbling all around there and then gobblers got in the meadow hens got in the meadow and they all they all gathered up in this one corner and it was like a little turkey party you yeah. could hear them they were just yelping and gobbling and doing their thing and like elk hunting what we call this dance floor the dance floor yeah. and so we're like the next morning um we are going to get here really really early we're going to sneak down to that corner of that meadow we're going to pop uh killer bee and some hens out and we're going to just let the morning unfold mm-hmm. so we get there and it comes gobbling time turkey start gobbling everywhere everywhere our main group of four is right there if we're sitting there facing the meadow the group on the right side of the meadow in the trees on the edge four gobblers are roosted left side of the meadow hens are roosted they start yelping we're in between yeah. the gobblers and the hens line, right? and we're yeah we're just and we're all just kind of sitting there like we've done it you know all right this is fine it's finally going to turn our way the hens pitch down get at one point they were 10 yards from us yeah. and they're yelping and carrying on the gobblers pitch down never even studied it no they just went about their business just you stayed know, grouped they, up what they gobble like twice on the ground yeah, and that was i'm it. sure after that they just went to pecking around yeah it was at well i mean and it was just one of those things you're like there's no way you know i mean that just showed you they're, they weren't even thinking about it yeah um and we tried i mean we we threw the everything but the kitchen sink at them trying to kill those things i know you got a kick out of it i mean how many times i could not make a turkey <laughs> gobble I was. <laughs> Everybody yelled like a turkey gobble, but like it was. And I funny. could yelp. I think I got like five gobbles that whole week, maybe. It was like I could yelp nothing. You could yelp and do the same thing that I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave my vest at the truck. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> well, they didn't come, so it doesn't matter yeah. if they gobble or not. But it just, you know, I thought that'd be something worth talking about because I've just heard that from so many people like man it's just been such a weird yeah, year i mean i i don't have a rhyme or reason for it it's just the way it is yeah. this year hopefully next year will be a different story that's what we all dream about it's that yeah. year that every time a yelp one comes running in right you know? but, it just it seems unfortunate in some ways because i mean like in new mexico um the season only had when we left i mean the season it probably, closes on the 10th so yeah. it closes like two days from now yeah what's today's and, date uh the seventh, seventh. so it three closes more days. in three days so the way it's shaken out to me at least on the property we were on it seems like 
the season's going to end and the turkeys are just going to be getting right, yeah, right. Which, I mean, there's nothing nobody can do about that. No. Nope. But it just seems unfortunate. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it can get discouraging. Hopefully, you know, plenty of the folks listen to either experience different things. I mean, I'm not I'm not wishing that on anybody, no. you know. I'm just I saying. I hope everybody else had a good season. Yeah. I mean, and we had a good season. I cannot complain. I just – I know we've faced struggles that we haven't faced in previous years. Mm-hmm. And – I know several other folks that usually don't have problems killing turkeys that have been able to scratch out a few but have had to struggle more than they usually do. Well, we've traveled more this year going to different spots and new spots and even old spots, and we hadn't killed the number of turkeys we did last year going on Mm -hmm. almost double the trips. Yeah, and, like, that's what we were saying. Usually New Mexico is our last run. Yeah, we killed seven there last year in two and a half days. And left how many turkeys gobbling? I don't know, pile. But, I mean, all those turkeys were there gobbling this year. Like I said, it wasn't the number. I promise you we probably heard 20 to 30 turkeys on the whole place, you know. Yeah, it wasn't – seven was not hurting the population at all. Yeah. That was, like, a – that was a very conservative number. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it it just – but now, you know, now we're – Tomorrow, me and you were packing up and going to Kansas for a few days. Yeah, and the good thing about this is if the turkeys are acting like they have been everywhere else and being late, yeah, we're going to hit them just right. Yeah. Because we're about two weeks later than I would usually yeah. go out there. Because that's what you said. you gone out there one time this time of year, and it seemed late, like I, they were already done. Yeah, I've been to Kansas, I guess, three out of the four years. Right. And we went out there the first week of May two years ago, and they were late. Yeah. I mean, they were almost done like right. gobblers were grouped back up and hens you see them by themselves and yeah. wasn't a whole lot of gobbling so you had to pretty much ambush them get them where get in front of where they're going right i mean they come calling if they get within 100 yards yeah. but you know last year we went the third week of april yeah to mr jerry's and they were good they were smoking yeah, if we would have had good weather we would uh, i mean it would have been ugly mm. yeah and we had bad weather and still killed six or seven turkeys yeah it was a good trip yeah but uh so th- hopefully We'll know. We'll have another podcast to follow up because this is we're going what usually would be late in the season, yeah. And it's should be like you said should be because didn't you you talked to you talked to him last yeah, few days ago my, and he said they were still kind of grouped up. Yeah, he's. I talked to him two days ago and he said they were just now breaking up. So That's crazy. That should be. We should be hitting it right. I'm not going knock on wood. Yeah. But you know, we. I would like to get. I need to get someone, a, a turkey biologist or someone on the phone that maybe has some more. I mean, because I'm just throwing educated guesses at it, you know, yeah, as to why what would make it this way. Hunting guesses. Why? Yeah, but I'm sure, I mean, there's plenty of people that would have more knowledge on this than me. But I just know what I'm seeing compared to what I'm used to seeing, and you in the same boat. But that that's, you know, as far as I just, I know there's got to be people out there that have experienced that, that have had not the season they usually do, and they're discouraged. That's my take on it as to yeah, why. like the heartland bow hunter boys i yeah. was looking at their instagram page the other day you know they're pretty they're really good about they're keeping really you good. up to date yeah. on what's going on yeah and uh those guys have hunted all season i don't think they've killed but one or two turkeys yeah uh, uh michael hunsucker he posted something yesterday him and uh i think nate they yeah. killed two with a shotgun on the last day yeah i, t- <laughs> that, I mean that's because yeah. t- they smoke them every year oh with yeah bows. i messaged i messaged michael i told him i said i'm so proud of you pull out that boomstick <laughs> hand it to him you know and he laughed he said dude he said it's been one of the toughest seasons he's ever had and yeah. i mean and they like i said it's not like they don't know what they're doing no, they, i they mean smoke they them. consistently yeah consistently killing them with bow and arrow archery equipment every year and it's mm-hmm. just it's just been a weird year yeah. you know it's, it's all there is to it um yeah uh, before there's one more topic that I want to talk about today, but before we get to that, 
we got to talk about what we saw in New Mexico on the very first day. Oh, gosh. So we have this this bright idea. Uh, this place we hunt in New Mexico, one of the spots that we hunt where we spend you know, pro- primarily most of our time is kind of at the top of a mountain. You have to you have to drive up a mountain to get there, and it will beat the ever living snot out of yeah. you going up that so, rocky road. Yes, I mean you're the cabin that we have to stay in is on the property, but the that road is so rough, so rocky, so windy. It takes over an hour to get up there. Yeah, and you gotta leave at midnight to get up there in time for yeah, the turkey guy. Exactly. <laughs> so, and this trip, you know, it was just you and I, Troy and Keith. You know, we didn't have uh, Will or Brad, and we were like, you know what? let's just let's just you know kind of bear down a little bit here let's bring some tents let's bring you know let's you know bring some uh the camp chef and you know let's just pop the tents up yeah and let's just find us a spot there's a parking spot we always park it there let's just pop tents up right there it'll save us some time in the morning you know we won't have to drive up that road we can stand sleeping outside for a few days yeah. you know and so we decide I thought I, thought I could. <laughs> well we get there and it's the first afternoon you know we hunted that morning we get in and in, drove through the night. I mean, yeah. we got there like one o'clock in the morning yeah. and so got we, back up at three forty-five. Yeah, we were hunting that morning on like two or three hours of sleep. So we get back to the trucks and we're like, let's just, you know, we take us a little nap and then we decide we're gonna put the tents up. So we get the tents up, you know, eat us a little lunch and then you know we're like, yeah, let's go out hunting again, you know. Yeah. So we're all kind of standing around and just talking and uh, you know, you and Keith are facing me. I'm facing, you know, looking down the the road we always drive. I don't up. remember what we're talking about. I probably picking at each other somewhere. Probably, but uh, Troy was doing something in the truck. Anyhow, the the to frame this up, I'm the only one out of the four of us that happens to be facing looking down the road. Yeah. And it just happened to be that way. Well, I'm talking, and then something catches my eye, and I look up, and I can see something moving through the woods, and I can tell it's big. And I'm, you know, I see something, I catch a glimpse of it, and I can catch kind of its front shoulder. And I just immediately, I was about to say, here comes an elk. But before I could even say that, I, it keeps walking. And I see through a hole in the trees, I can see this long, curled-up tail. <laughs> and I just, all I can remember, I said, oh, my gosh, it's a mountain lion. Yeah. And y'all thought I was playing. Yeah, huh? Man, I thought you was making something up. Yeah, because what are the, again, we looked it up, what are the chances of just having a mountain lion walk by you? Especially a big male like that, because they, I range mean. Range so much. Yeah, I mean, the, the Google says they range anywhere from 10 square miles to 300 square miles, which is huge. But. I mean, the ranch were on, what, like, probably 25 square miles? Something like that. So, I mean, it could just be that one cat on that whole place, and he walked right by us. Who knows? But. We've always known that that place had cats on it. We've seen tracks. We've seen, you know, signs of them being, being there yeah, before. You see, you kill, see, you like see kills and stuff. and stuff, that the stuff that they've hunted and killed. But have never – I've even said it before. I've said, like, I wonder how many times I've been out on this ranch elk or turkey hunting yeah. and a mountain lion seen me and I not see it. Probably a lot more than we've yeah, seen that a lot morning. more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But anyhow, I'm sitting there and I, I say, oh, my gosh, there's a mountain lion. And finally, y'all believe me and spin around. And here he comes, just walking, going to cross the road. And yeah. he, he comes out and just steps across, steps into the road. He doesn't have a care in the world. Mm-mm. He knows he's man around there. Yeah. And he is 60 yards from my tent. And Troy goes, meow. 
Yeah, Troy, oh, man. Oh, what are you doing? You know, come get us. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave him over there. <laughs> I had a plan. I was going to jump in the back seat. Oh, the I've already figured out an escape plan if he decided he want to come that way. I mean, like, I ain't going to act like he, man. I'm going to hide. I'm getting away. <laughs> I'm going to kick somebody in the knee, and I'm going to jump in the back of the truck. <laughs> leave some bait out there. <laughs> but, golly, man, it was, it was in some ways, it was – I'm I'm not going to I mean it, I'm not going to I mean it shook me up a little bit, you know. Cuz when we you know we live for, where we're from down here in Mississippi, the the biggest predators are coyote. Yeah. Or a bobcat, yeah. you know. Um and you're looking at a somewhere between 150 and 200 pound yeah. cat that yeah, no his, his tail looked like it was the size of my arm, you yeah. know. I mean as far as, you know, just how big it was. Like, he could wrap that tail around your neck. Yeah, he could do whatever he wanted. He'd kill me in five seconds if he wanted to. <laughs> Luckily, they're not known for they're not like a grizzly bear. You know, they're yeah. typically skittish humans. But still, I don't know. Seeing one of those things for the first time, it was just it was a, I don't know. It it was it was cool. Yeah, I think I'm okay if I don't ever see one again. No, I <laughs> got I got lucky enough. We saw I don't know two or three of them in Florida three or four years ago. Yeah, and uh, we were walking up the road one morning just prospecting yeah and turn around and look behind us and there's a cat in the road and we walk back up the road and he's back i mean he's just kind of following us like he never did bother us or anything yeah. but it's a spooky feeling for sure because yeah. that's he could kill you so fast or maim you whatever and what was what was even eerier than that or not just i don't know kind of a creepy feeling after we see that cat and we're the rest of the time we hunting around that ranch we started finding signs of where he had been yeah we found a couple dead turkeys dead deer yep mule dead, deer dead coyotes yeah um stuff that and found a bunch of his you know fresh tracks yep. you know he had been he's, he's been on, making his round he's on top you know? yeah you gotta think about it. that could be another reason that we struggled on turkeys out yep. there because you think about hunting pressure you think about human hunting pressure right but you got a top of the line cat like that you know top yeah. of the food chain and he's out there hunting every day and he's a lot better hunter than we are yeah i, I I'm, I'm gonna do i haven't done it yet but i'm going to i really like to get and kind of like the most knowledgeable person i know on on cats is johnny hamilton yeah at the hill ranch yeah i would love to talk to him just to kind of see i want him to show him that video for one to tell me how big he think it is what he thinks he was doing you know tell him about the kills we saw just because i'm curious about mm-hmm. it now you know to know i mean because just the way I mean that animal. I mean he had like a swagger to him. Oh, just he's about. just walking through there. I like mean he was just like not worried about a thing. He was. I mean he knows he's. I mean what's he got to worry about? Not nothing out there. Yeah. Besides a human. I mean yeah, it was it was impressive, for sure. That's a pretty cool experience. We'll probably ne- it's a good chance we'll never see another one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Then let's yeah. Now like Troy, he said he'd been coming. You know he's been hunting out west for twenty years now. And first one he'd ever seen. First one he'd ever seen. Yeah. I know we uh we got because you did manage to grab your big camera and video it. Yeah. So at at some point, whenever we get that stuff downloaded, we'll put that up on our page so people can see it. Cool. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Now the the worst thing that happened to me since then was so we were sleeping that night in the tents, and I kind of wake up in the middle of the night and my you were sleeping in the tent. Well, I was I was warm. I wasn't cold like you. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so I wake up and my my feet were cold because I'd taken my socks off and I kind of wake up from like half days to sleep, and the wind was blowing and I had my tent under a, a you know a pine tree. That was a full moon too. Yeah, so it was, the moon was bright enough that it could cast a shadow. Well, 
it had cast a shadow bright enough that there was that shadow of that tree branch and the wind blew it and all i see is this shadow just move real quick over the top of my tent and i jumped so bad i almost tore a hole through it it's i was like ah. you know it's just a mountain lion off in the rear back and pop you in i there. thought it was you know i was like okay yeah <laughs> i know some of these guys that if you know listen to this that are from out west that deal with them all the time or from grizz country laugh at us you know because we're just you know boys from the south well, they feel ever... the same way about a cotton mouth yeah true true to each i mean everyone's got their own things to worry about in the wild but i guess that's why it's a wild mm-hmm. but anyhow so that that sums up of our new mexico trip that was definitely the most excitement we had yeah, it was, it was um, the last thing i wanted to talk about just shifting um shifting away from the situations we've been through and going straight to, to turkey tactics um uh will dixon texted me this past it was just this past week while we were there he had been hunting in the black hills with some of the mossy oak boys and he was like hey man i got a, a subject i think you need to talk about on the podcast i was like okay what is it and he he, he what he was talking about is he had several times on that trip um because they were dealing with they they were dealing with some tough turkey situations too they said Probably they were early acting too they were early but not as early as ours were yeah. theirs was just he said they were terrible hinned up yeah just awful hinned up so, so still, they're so, probably a weak progression than we were hunting. yeah so still early but not as early as we were dealing with you know so but what he said was is several times they'd get on a turkey and they would rush it and they their setup would be all jacked up and it cost them a few birds so that's what he said he wanted he said you need to talk about setting up for success in all situations you know and because he talked about sitting down when you have a sapling or something blocking you from able to swing all the way or you know it's you're too open you're got you know you've got a barrier in between you and the turkey just all, all kinds of stuff you know you know we always want especially when you're prospecting midday or whatever you strike a turkey and you think you got to sit down right then yeah i've done I mean, that several you just times gotta just, I, I don't know how many turkeys i probably spooked by making too much noise thinking i better get down yeah you yeah know? for sure and i've done that i strike know strike them and you just go bonanza trying to find a spot to sit and right. you don't hear a turkey anymore yeah but you know nine times out of ten of course you've got that one turkey sometimes he'll gobble depending on how far he is and this comes running straight to you right in that case you do have to just plop down wherever you can but a lot of times you know if you're prospecting you can if you strike a turkey 100 100 yards 150 yards and just enough cover or terrain or whatever where he can't see you you've got two or three minutes to figure out where yeah. you need to be yeah and and another situation like that like you're talking about that is where it comes in handy sometimes to start trying to crow call at them first yeah definitely um with the the best example i can think of that right now is that double that i filmed uh troy and kevin matthews shoot in alabama we're going around crowing and we got this one spot troy crowed turkey gobbled he was maybe we we only thought we didn't know it was two at the time because only one of them gobbled but uh he gobbled he was like 175 200 and we it was just you know when that happened it was just kind of like a luxury you know you could just stick around like all right um where do you think we can sit you know because yeah. i mean you crowed at him man not, i've even did the plop down deal when i crow at them yeah. when they're close yeah he's like ah. yeah oh yeah for sure but in this you know he was 175 200 away we were just like okay let's figure out where we need to sit because yeah. you know we didn't hen you up at him it's not like he's gonna be all right you know he's just gobbling at a crow you know mm-hmm. so that that comes in handy but you are right and what i've seen other people do is they'll yep at a turkey he gobbles and he's not you know if he's 70 yards and he gobbles that's different but yeah um if he's 100 or a little bit more and he gobbles i've seen him wait 
and call again, kind of gauge them before they start. Yeah. You know, okay, we need to sit down. You know, um, there's several things you can do. I, I know we all do this. Um, I can't take credit for it. Uh, Brad taught me this before he even if he's gotten to the point where like you don't want to crow anymore he's going to start yelping mm-hmm. before he even yelps he get, looks around and goes okay if something happens we're going to sit right yeah, there yeah. already has a spot yep. picked out that can save you a lot of screw-ups if i'm just hunting and i expect a turkey to gobble when i'm going to call or whatever if i'm prospecting yeah i'll usually find that tree and stand beside stand it before it. i ever call yeah you know it's always better to be safe than just walking down the middle oh, of the road for sure. and yelping yeah but even if you do strike one when you're walking, yelping or whatever, if you'll cluck or purr or whatever, just yelp while you're sitting down, mm-hmm. that noise seems a whole lot more natural yeah. to that turkey. Oh, it, seems, yeah. it seems very wrong to do, but if you've got, you usually have time and let him know there's a turkey making that noise rather than He'll all this crashing down. around. I, I've done that before. I can remember, um, it was just a few years ago. I got, I sat down. I, I Initially, I rushed too quick and I sat down. And I yelped and the turkey gobbled and I was sat there and I went, I just don't like this setup. You know, I, I've looked at, I was, I was way too open. I was on a really big pine and I just felt exposed. Yeah. I looked about, if I could get 10 yards forward, there was another tree mm-hmm. that had some cover. And I said, if he gobbles one more time and he's still far out, I'm going to move. So I yelped again real soft. He gobbled. And I, I stood up and I walked real softly that tree. The whole time I was walking, I was scratching the leaves with my feet and I was just clucking and purring. And then right when I got to that tree, I yelped one more time, and he gobbled, and I just plopped down and sat there, and 15 minutes later, he was flopping. Yep, but that, I mean, 15 minutes, and he 100 yards, 150 yeah. yards. Yeah, he did. He, it took he him was, that long. It's usually yeah. a lot longer it takes a turkey to get there than you think. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely – and I think that's a lot where you were talking about that's where your mistakes come in. You freak out, you rush, and then yep. you sit down, and you're not in a good setup. Yeah. What happened – I mean, <laughs> this one was funny um, – what happened to your buddy Perry this year? When he sat down, he had that tree between oh, his yeah. legs. He couldn't spin around. Yeah, he got all hung up. He had to wait for him to come around in front of him. He had two behind him, like 20-yard gobbling. He yeah. couldn't move. And he couldn't spin around because there was two trees like <laughs> yep. in between his legs, so he couldn't spin. Yeah, he, he's funny, but anyway, it, it happens a lot. you got to take time and get in the right position. A lot of times you got more time than you think. Yeah. I think that's that's the big key to it is just not because rushing stuff is, is not just in turkey hunting but in general rushing stuff is where a lot of room for error yeah, comes in. Yeah, same way with my Missouri turkey, you know. Mm-hmm. I rushed, shot, and yeah. I had to chase him down. Yeah, and he could have got away very easy. Very easy. It just uh, it, it's all about just taking the time to do it and just uh, Brad honestly. Brad Ferris is probably one of the best I know about it. And he'll just before he even makes a move, he'll analyze he'll analyze those whole scope of woods and mm-hmm. I want to sit here yep. because and he'll have a reason why he wants to sit there. I think they're going to do this. You know, this is the best cover, the hide best here. But yeah, there's a lot to be said on that front as far as just taking the time to you know not just freaking out and sitting down somewhere because right. how many times I know I've done this too. You freak out and you sit down and you're on a tree that's way too little. You know, because I, I at least want a tree that's as broad or broader than my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, you think about, I mean, just about any turkey you hunt can get hung up out there 80 yards. And if you're not in a very comfortable spot, it can be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just take your time and be quiet about it and get to the spot yeah. where you think you can be comfortable. Yeah. Or, if, or if you sit down and you're in a bunch of briars and you're, or, or foliage or, you know, ground vegetation or whatever. And where you sit down, I mean, it's good cover, but every time if you make any movement, the whole, yeah. all of it moves, you know? So 
because we how many times we do this we'll sit down and we'll be in cover but we'll take our snips and snip stuff out of the way because we'll see you know if i move like this this whole branch is going to mm-hmm. move or this is going to move i'm big enough movement as it is I don't <laughs> same <anything> here else. <laughs> same here but i, I mean I, I know i we heck every time we do it just about we'll say all right if i have to shift this way this whole vine that's hanging down is going to move definitely. and that's going to be easy for a turkey to catch definitely yeah well that's about all i know to talk about on that just take your time and yeah just it not just not freak out and just yep. figure it out you know you have to move quickly sometimes but not so quickly that you screw it up in the process yep i think that's right let's go to kansas <sighs> yeah let's go to kansas and then go hang out with levi whole hang out with levi the turkey expert so he says oh yeah he, he went said, hunting the other morning and killed turkey within the first two hours well i texted him and said i said we're i said what do we need to bring he said bring your backpacks i said are we hiking he said no i'm taking you boys to school oh my gosh <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be a fun week yeah. we're going to kansas 12 hours and we're leaving kansas driving 14 to pennsylvania yeah, so a lot of road time hopefully we can kill a turkey or two quick in kansas and find a spot in between to hunt too that'd be fun but either way one way or the other hopefully next time we have a podcast it'll have a little bit more of a positive vibe we can talk about some successful hunts instead of misses and getting scared to death by mountain lions but anyhow guys thank you always for listening as always if you have any questions or anything you want us to cover or talk about send them in to the facebook page instagram any of them will work we'll get to them and as always thank you for listening to the speak the language podcast